At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson. Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 228. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary with Mitch Anderson. Mitch, how's it going, my friend? Buddy, I am whiter than white, so I am I'm very pale. Not crazy pale. Not like SPF 450 for you, but pale enough. And uh, I've been doing the backsplash in my house on, in the kitchen, and it has white grout. And I showed you earlier, but like my my wrist is all white and I can't get the white out. Like there's a clear line from the bottom of my palm to where my wrist is that I just cannot get clean. It's just straight up white. You can even see from this far away. My goodness. It's wild. I I don't know what to do with this. You might permanently be stuck like that now. That's just you. That might just be it. My all my nails are also white. I'm like a reverse goth. I don't know what that is. Is that a choir kid or something? Um, Sure. Yeah. I guess. Right? I, I couldn't think of anything better. But yeah, so I'm, I'm a choir kid because I've got all the white <laughs> fingernails. <laughs> What's um, going on with you, man? Uh, not too much. Uh, I, like some on the Islanders, are in COVID protocol right now. So I'm isolated uh, at my home, which is good because I can work from home. But uh, making the most of it, feeling a little bit better today. So hoping that I'm on the right side of this thing. Yeah, man, make. like that's... That's not fun. And no. that's even if, oh God, it's just so crappy that everyone's going through this, that, uh, yeah, good on you for, for resting and staying home, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. So fingers crossed that just in, in a few days, start feeling better, but that's all we can do on, unfortunately, I'm not the only, well, I, I guess it's fortunate because I feel like I'm not alone, but it's also unfortunate <laughs> because like, I know almost more people with COVID than I, than don't have it. And it's impacting the NHL here and the Islanders as they were supposed to be playing a game today. It was postponed as of now. The game tomorrow is still on. We'll see because it changes by minute seemingly. Um, But we have a lot to get into and uh, just new positives, the taxi squad and all that stuff. So I guess we'll start with the new positives, Mitch. Uh, We have the list. Okay. So uh, everyone who's out right now, we have Brock Nelson, Anthony Beauvillier, Cal Clutterbuck, Oliver Wallstrom, Zach Parise, Matt Martin, Robin Sallow, and I feel like I'm missing one. I thought it was seven. There's someone I'm missing for sure. Did I say Brock Nelson? Yeah, you did. You got him. I got Oh, yeah, that's seven. You're holding seven <laughs> fingers up right at the camera. Like, what is he talking about? <laughs> I literally had seven fingers up going like, how oh, is this not working? 
That's so stupid. Um, yeah, so they're all out, although two of them will be exiting, we've been told, today. So assuming the game was playing, the assumption was, or, or the uh, the statement was, that is from the Islanders as Lula Amrell and Barry Trotz, is that Matt Martin and Robin Sala would leave. But of course, we have no game, so we don't know if that's actually going to bear truth or not. Uh, that still leaves another five guys out, and five pretty crit- crucial guys, specifically Brock Nelson and Oliver Wallstrom. That's your number two, three top in points for the team. Uh, and then you got Bo, Parise, and Clutterbuck, who have are still impactful just to varying yeah. degrees. Yeah, no, without a doubt. Um, Oliver Wallstrom obviously was coming on really strong before uh, the latest shutdown. Brock Nelson, even without with being out for, what was it, three weeks, still leads the team in goals with 10. Um, we know how important this fourth line could be to this team. So Cal Clutterbuck being out stinks, obviously. Beauvillier, you hope, was turning it around. He was playing a little bit better after sitting in the press box. So that, that That's another one. And then, I mean, Parise hasn't had the production that maybe we were anticipating, but he plays hard every night. He's a good quality, you know, bottom six guy, but... It's it's going to be tough when they start playing games again because, as you said, those are what five forwards who are regulars. That that's a lot to deal with. That's a lot of losses, and specifically again, Brock Nelson, Oliver Wallstrom. That that's two. Like the Islanders already have a hard time scoring goals, and you take the two guys. I think it's one two in terms of goals out of the team for a few days. We'll, we'll get to the new COVID recommendations or, or whatever the hell that you want to call it, um, but they're out for a while. So. Like, they're going to miss at least one game. Minimum one, probably two. Um, that's, you're, again, you're, you're top two guys in terms of goals. We already have a hard time scoring goals, and you've taken almost 20 goals out of the team. <laughs> that's not good. Yeah, then you have, uh, you would have Anders Lee at eight, which is also what Oliver Wallstrom has. But then there's a massive drop-off where you have Cal Clutterbuck, Matt Barzal, and J.G. Pajot with five goals as the next closest. And Cal's gone too, right? Yeah. <laughs> In your top five, you have three of your top five goal scorers out. Oh, although, like, it really sucks that our top five goal scorer is Cal Clutterbuck. No offense to Cal. It's nice that he's there, but he should not be a top five goal scorer on this team. And he, everyone knows that. No, of course. With it, it's when you have guys like Kyle Palmieri, Zach Parise, Josh Bailey with one goal a pop, where it's like, what, what, what is happening here? <laughs> How could this possibly be? Right, so the Islanders have 57 goals on the year. And we talked about uh, their top five guys, just, just two of them out, right? So we got 10 from um, Brock Nelson and eight from Oliver Wallstrom. So 18 divided by 57, that's around a third of their goals gone. Wow, with three players. That's, right, and I didn't count Cal Clutterbuck yet. Oh, I'm sorry. So like 18 plus five divided by 57. Whoops, I did times. We're at 40%. Not great. No, right? <laughs> so guys are going to have to step up, which is fine. You always want to play, you know, next man up and just run with it. But like was said on our, our patron show, our mailbag show yesterday, the Islanders aren't like any other team when it comes to next man up. They have a high, they've had a hard time running next man up because the next man up ain't that great. No, they're, uh, they don't have that same... They have depth, but they don't at the same time. It's 
It's they they don't have like the Pittsburgh effect, right? Where they yeah. call up Mark Donk who scores 40 goals and you're like, where the hell did this guy come from? Yeah, it's just, it's different, I guess. But it's, the Islanders really need, they're like, they need everything to click at once and then be like this really good cohesive unit. But when they're missing in this spot, so many key parts, that's five forwards who are regulars. That's, that's an issue. That is an issue, right? And you were talking about three in the top six. Half of their top six is effectively gone. Um, that's not great. And so, like, who comes in? I, I guess this is where we have to then transition kind of into the taxi mm-hmm. squad to fill those roles. Well, obviously, Kiefer Bellows steps up sure. uh, into a top six role. Uh, but then when it comes to the taxi squad, well, it's not really laced with a bunch of top end talent necessarily. Um, so on the taxi squad right now for the Islanders, if I can pull it up, there's only four names. Um, Simon Holmes from Cole Bardrow, Michael Del Cole, Austin Zarnick. Yeah, Zarnick's really the only one who's gotten, you know, a look at the NHL this year uh, out of that batch. And he looked pretty good in the in the six games that he played. Um, intriguing with Simon Holmstrom. We know what Del Cole is. Um so I guess we'll kind of have to see from there. Right. So that that's the thing. The big stick out here is 20-year-old Simon Holmstrom. You're going, all right, Simon. Because Islander fans rightfully point out the fact that, you know, this 2019 first-round pick hasn't really done the same uh, as other first-round picks from that draft class, even just guys taken immediately after him, right? Like Philip Tomasino for Nashville. I believe is already into like 20 points on the year at the NHL level. Let me just bring it up right now. Philip Tomasino currently has, no, I was well off, nine points at the NHL level. But that's nine more than Simon Holmstrom has. Mm-hmm. Um, but Holmstrom has had a good year at the AHL level. He's already up to 15 points, which is matches his career high from his rookie year at the AHL. He's just done it in like half the time. So he's played 28 games, 58 points. His rookie year had uh, 46 games played and 15 points. So it's not exactly half, but it's pretty darn close. Um, he, he's, he's doing well, so the call-up is merited. And then you have to remember, he's only 20, but it feels like he's been here forever. It does. 2019 feels like a different time. <laughs> it was like forever ago. It really does, but... Uh... Yeah, I'm I'm curious, do you think he's going to get a look here or do you think it's just going to be like chill out on the taxi squad for however long, a couple weeks, then go right back down to the A? Well, so that's the thing, right? If they're missing four guys in their top six, or sorry, they're the four guys in their forward core, because um, we assume Matt Martin's going to draw back in, um, you've got four names right there that you've got to put in. So I would assume so, yeah. So, yeah, with... Simon Holmstrom, I would I would guess you're, that's a good point that you brought up there with, you know, you need the four guys to go in. I was just thinking of names like, I don't know, is Ross Johnston going to enter the lineup too? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a fair point. When I initially saw Simon Holmstrom's name come up, I was like, there's no way he gets a shot. This is just them bringing him into the fold to be like, we want you in here eventually. Let's just keep putting our arm around you type of thing, right? Getting you under our wing. But like... Bridgeport is playing. They, they've they've played twice now in back-to-back games, and they sent Grant Hutton back uh, to play, so why not send Simon Holmstrom unless you have the intention of playing him, which which is what I feel like they're at right now. They want to see what this kid has, 
Uh, so, so why not, I suppose? Uh, but, you know, as I say that, I go, like, we're talking about the New York Islanders here. When have they ever done that? Uh, that's that's true. That's that's a that's a good rebuttal. I feel like we're almost talking ourselves in circles here because I went from I don't think he's going to play to I th- to now I think he will get a look and you were kind of he'll definitely get a look to maybe he won't get a look. So we just kinda <laughs> did a complete 180 on our original stances here. Well, it's because when you think about it, right, like you're going, why not? Right. They're not playing when well, that's not that they're not playing well. They're not getting a lot of points. No. Uh, why not play the youth? But then you go, well, you know, they're not that far out. So why would they do this now? Because they haven't done it yet. So, like, you, you can make an argument for and against and they would all make sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I don't know. Like you said, he did. He has played better in the AHL. So he's absolutely earned this opportunity. I'm just curious to see uh if he does get that look or not and we'll i guess at this point we'll see tomorrow because they're on schedule to play tomorrow yeah we'll, we'll see tomorrow what happens there i would imagine if anyone else from the islanders crew or even the sabers crew jumps on the COVID protocol list that they'll, they'll, they'll postpone it but we're starting to get into a lot of postponements here right like you've got the two games before the christmas break against philadelphia and washington you had the two games previously for the islanders that they still had to play or one has been rescheduled, so that's three that still need to be rescheduled, right? Yep. Uh, unless one was rescheduled, or I forgot. Either way, it doesn't matter. They're up to three, and now you've got the Detroit game. So you got four games to um, to reschedule now. Maybe even five if this one against Buffalo doesn't go. Um, and I understand we've got a few weeks to play with in February, but you know, five games. You're talking about two weeks worth of games there because you typically play two to three games a week. Yeah, that's true. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a grind once they do once they do come back and start playing again. Which it feels like their season has been go stop go stop all year. They haven't gotten a rhythm in the what three months now that it's been back. Um, but once they finally do, they're not gonna have these long breaks, like you said, because one they have to make up time, and two, like th- in the beginning of the year with their 13 game road trip they had a bunch of breaks mixed in and then two COVID outbreaks so you don't have any more breaks it's going to be a pretty much straight run through to the end of your season that's exactly it so the NHL is gonna not have to figure something out but it it seems that once they get back and the NHL is really trying we're going to get to the new rules there um, they're really trying with these new rules to kind of get everything back on track and kind of quote unquote live with COVID which is weird to say but it is what it is, I suppose. Um, so once they do that, you're right. The Islanders are just going to have to get into a rhythm, which might be what they what they need, right? Like they're they're not dead. They're they're far out, but they're not absolutely dead out of the water. They're 11 points out right now, right from from Detroit, but they've got five games in hand, and one of them is against Detroit, right? Which was supposed hand anymore? It, which was right. It was supposed to be. Today, that was when they're supposed to play um, Detroit. So obviously that's going to have to be made up. But I guess we could transition into that now and what some of these new changes are, Mitch. Right. So first change, isolation rules have been laxed for some, right? Not not up here anyways. Um, so the CDC came out, was it yesterday, and said that they recommend that people who have tested positive can exit isolation in five days instead of 10 
but they have to wear a mask for the next five days if they're ever around someone. Correct. Uh, now, I, I would imagine that they're not going to have people wearing masks on the ice, but in um, like team meetings and the locker room and stuff like that, then I guess that would be the the alternative when, when the mask would go on. And I'd, I'd guess the coaches would be masked up too. Yeah, that that seems to be the case. Uh, again, the NHL, as far as I know, has not come out with an official statement on what these rules are. So we're going based off of reporting from guys like Elliot Freeman and Frank Saravalli. Um, but uh, further to this is that this applies to vaccinated players. So Tyler Bertuzzi, lulls, you're still going to have to wait the 10 days if you ever get sick with COVID again. Um, but for vaccinated players, you can leave within five days so long as you test negative and the medical team for your team clears you. Okay. So, and of course, this only applies to American teams because the CDC's recommendations do not apply up here in Canada. Gotcha. So, is it still 10 for the Canadian teams? Okay. Correct mundo. So, kind of a competitive disadvantage for Canadian teams, but uh, it is what it is. The government's being a little bit more cautious, I feel, here. Uh, whether that's the right way to go or the wrong way to go isn't really for me to start judging, but it is what it is. There's clearly a difference uh, there between Canada and the U.S. Right. No, absolutely. So um, that, I guess, from just uh, strictly speaking, getting people back could be beneficial because, as you said, maybe it's only you know two games that they have to miss instead of a much longer period with the 10-day isolation. Um, and obviously the goal here is just to keep everyone health or get everyone back healthy as soon as possible. So, yeah, that, that really seems to be the case, right? So like they don't want people out for extended periods of time when they're maybe not necessarily sick. Like the CDC does say that you're not really contagious after three days. They said one to two days. Um, so that that's kind of what they're going like well why keep them in there for another seven days if they're not going to be spreading it theoretically all right fair enough so like that makes a lot of sense um so we'll, we'll see if that gets guys off the list sooner you see more tra- like on and off again rather than like on and then staying for a while right. and missing a chunk of games um you also then let see less volume as well theoretically speaking obviously like instead of having eight guys out you might have three or four guys out at any given time and then you know that that leaves gives you a little bit more flexibility there yeah no d- definitely so uh and the addition of the taxi squad obviously is going to give you a little bit more flexibility too right so on that taxi squad it's kind of the same thing as we had last year right max of six one goalie only um there's a bit of cap shenanigans that 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 they can do ish and when i say shenanigans is that um there's going to be some cap implications or not when players go on and off the taxi squad. Um, but the NHL has said they're going to be strictly monitoring that for uh, to make sure that no one's actually doing any shenanigans. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what they mean by that. But uh, yeah, so five players uh, can go or six players, sorry, can go on one goalie and then anyone you want. Basically an AHL extra you know squad there. Uh, their, their contracts will not count towards the cap. It's basically the same thing that we had last year, right? Right, which I think makes sense. I think that was the right call, too, because, I mean, too many times, I mean, we saw it when the Islanders were forced to play, the amount of changes that that had to be made. It would have been just so much easier if they had a taxi squad available to them. Yeah, that would have been nice at the beginning of the season. But uh, here we are in 
basically January and they're finally mm-hmm. like, hey, maybe we should do this thing. But Which is wild. Like, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it's not even permanent, though. Isn't it through the All-Star break? That's right. It, it, it won't last till the all like, which just seems strange. Like, <laughs> just just put it in. What are we doing here? Yeah, what's the difference, man? Who cares? It it really doesn't. And like, we've been talking about this, or this has been a, a subject of discussion for months now. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing that they're going to have a goalie taxi squad in, I believe, it was end of October, maybe beginning of November. What are we doing? Like two months later, like, oh, I guess now we're going to do it. Just do it. Like, COVID was still around then. It's just harder now, obviously, because Omicron is infecting basically everyone and your mom. Yeah, it's just... I don't know. I don't... I kind of question the league's judgment sometimes with some of their decisions. It's like, they just wait too long and then finally make the decision that everyone said they probably should have weeks later. Yeah, that's exactly what they've been doing of late, and it's really kind of... Not getting old, because uh, it's been getting old for a while now. It's just kind of like, come on, guys. Like, it's not, it's really not that hard. A taxi squad that there's no, there's no cap implications there. Right. I don't, I don't get it. Until they come off of the taxi squad, no, there's, there's nothing. And you've already got waiver wires. You've already got people maxed out to the cap. Like, you're not going to see a lot of like, well, pluck you off of waivers unless it's goalies, which is exactly what happened last year. Yeah. No, exactly. So don't. <laughs> I don't know. That's one I don't get. That should have been from the start, I feel like, this year. They should have had it. Yeah, like it would have made things a lot, maybe not a lot easier for the Islanders because they still called up the guys that would have ended up on that taxi squad anyways. Uh, But it just, you know, it gives you that extra flexibility that you didn't have before. So it is what it is. Um, We are where we are, obviously. But um, this thing isn't going away, right? COVID is can't stop, won't stop at this point. No. It's running rampant, not just in the NHL. The NFL has their issues. The NBA has their issues. Um, it's everywhere right now. So it's it's not going away. They have to figure out a way for their league to survive with this virus. And uh, right now they're, they're struggling. They are struggling to figure it out, as just about everyone is struggling to figure it out. So, like, and God forbid another, well, I don't know what, what, what variant we're at now after Omicron, but like, God forbid there's another variant that comes out. Cause like that just, it, it, every time there's a new variant, it changes all the variables, right? Like, yeah. well, this one does this now. And you're like, God, we weren't planning for that. Right. Exactly. So crazy. Uh, anything else in just the overarching theme of COVID <laughs> that you want to get, get into in this topic? I'm trying to remember what we said at the beginning of the show, but I think that we've hit on all those things. Like we got, we talked about the taxi squad. We talked about the players on the taxi squad. Uh, we talked about the games being canceled. Who's out? That's that's really all there is with COVID at this point that that we really need to talk about here. Yeah, and I'll we f- talked about the new rules, right? The, the, the rules. CDC recommendations. No, exactly. So it's unfortunately kind of just a waiting game, um, and we'll see. As, like we said at the top, as of now, they are playing tomorrow, and. Hopefully, we get to watch the Islanders play a hockey game. Because uh, that, that would be while. very nice. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> uh, so let's transition. Let's transition and get to down on the farm. What do we got this week? So it's not crazy busy because we've just had the Christmas holiday uh, period here. So like obviously, players are around the league, or around the world, I should say, aren't playing necessarily, but players are getting back to action here. Uh, Ruslan Ishikov is back, baby, uh, for Adler Mannheim. And he is killing it. Absolutely killing it for Mannheim. Can't stop scoring points. Um, it, it, he just put up one yesterday they played. 
uh, primary assist on the opening goal. Just, just so good. He's he's just so good out there. I'm sorry, I'm going to sneeze. All good. Excuse me, I had to turn the mic off because that would have <laughs> been loud. Um, just killing it for Adler now that he's back. Uh, it's really nice to see because he's been out for a long, long time. He was out like 10, 11 weeks, something like that, maybe a little bit longer. Um, the foot injury, he, he first uh, picked it up at the beginning of the year, re-aggravated it, and it just took some time. He's up to four points now in his last three games. He, he played one before injury, did not put a produce a point, but now hasn't stopped scoring since he came back. That's pretty damn good. I mean, we take that. It's uh, It sucks that he was out for as long as he was, but to be able to come back and put up points right away, hell yeah. yeah he's now ranked second on my prospect rankings. Just like, shot right out of a cannon there. Are they going to sign him? I don't know. I don't want to say they will because I said that last time, but I, I if he keeps this up until the end of the year, yes, they have to. How, I was gonna stupid say, not to. I was going to say, how could you not? It's, he was a second rounder. It's not like some seventh rounder that you're just going to be like, eh, we'll throw this guy away. It was the top, what, 50 pick? Um, Yeah, 47, I think it was. Yeah, still, I mean, I, I think it's worthwhile to take a look. Yeah, right. You're you're talking like if it's a seventh round pick putting up a bunch of points in Germany, you're like, all right, fine. Like maybe we'll we'll figure something out, or maybe we won't. Doesn't really matter that much. But you got a second round talent, so you're going, all right. Like you thought there was something there uh, when you drafted him in the second round. Had a really good season in Finland last year, like really really good season, and now he's so far putting up another good season in Germany, which is a stronger league on paper. Um, what are we talking about here? You have to sign this kid if this keeps up. Yeah, I agree. I think it would be a mistake to just let him walk for nothing. Like, they can't hide behind the, like, well, he's small. Well, you knew that when you drafted him. You didn't, like, he didn't show up and you go, like, oh, my God, I forgot that you were 5'8". Like, no, you knew that when you picked him up. Yeah, that that's just stupid. So, good job by him. Um, Aturatu, keep talking about him, but, like, things are going well for him. Obviously, he didn't go to the World Junior Championships, not that that really matters, and we'll talk about that in a second here. Mm-hmm. Um, but he uh, played against Carpot yesterday, put up a primary assist in the first goal. Uh, so they beat Carpot, which nice. is always fun uh, when your new team comes in. Uh, the new, sorry, not your new team. The old team comes into your new team, and you beat them, and you have a starring role. I'm going to say in that, um, it feels extra nice because they just didn't play him right. Like you're, you're not good enough here. Meanwhile, he's powering his team. They're up to eighth, which doesn't sound great. Carpot's in third, but there's three points between the two teams. Sorry, four points between the two teams from eighth to third. And Carpot's got two games played more than, than Yukura does. And there's three points for a win in Finland. That's good. Sign me up, man. So they can easily make up that ground. With Aturatu playing there, uh, Yukura has... Uh, they're the number one team over the last 10 games in terms of just the amount of points that they're picking up per game in the league. Come on. What are we talking about here? Good. Love that. I, I can't wait to see him over in North America. I know I feel like I say that every single time, but the more I see the clips on Twitter, the more I hear you talk about him, the more I just want to see him over here as soon as possible. Yeah. Like things are going really well for him. Um, I, I, I he's going to be here next year, but uh, he hasn't told me that obviously, but, um, He's going to be here. There's no reason to have him play out somewhere else. He's only got one year left on this contract, that being this year. It just it just lines up perfectly. Right, and he already he already signed with the Islanders, no? Yeah, he signed his ELC already, so 
There's no reason to not bring him over next year. Right. So I can't wait to see that. Yeah. We also found out after that Carpot game that he did have COVID, okay. which is why he wasn't able to go to the World Junior Championships, essentially. And he got over the COVID, uh, obviously, and uh, that that's when Finland was kind of like, yo, guys, can we get our boy here at, to Edmonton? And they're going, yet. I don't know why I said it in Russian, but they said no. Um, again, not that that matters because they just canceled the whole damn tournament. Yeah, that was unfortunate to, to hear. That's a good tournament. Yeah, like uh, everything that I've been hearing is that the IIHF absolutely failed. It was one of the worst structured tournaments, uh, or like COVID-ran tournaments. Just absolutely, like they failed hard in every aspect of this planning. Oh, that sounds, that's awful. I feel bad for the kids, man. Yeah, right? Like they go there to kind of show off, specifically some of the, the like the lower nations, right? Sure. Like we're talking about the Austrias and whatnot. Uh, where they, they get to show off and, and, you know, sure enough, they might get punked by Canada 11-2, but they're still playing against Canada. Um, and on a big stage in a big arena, like, why the hell not? Like, this this is huge. And then it's kind of like, oh, we didn't do our due diligence in terms of planning because, like, we just let the hotel kind of do whatever the hell they wanted. Walls, come on. What are we talking about here? Yeah, that was a massive oversight. And after them, like, going out on a limb, going, like, we can't cancel this one, guys. We can cancel the women's ones. And yeah, we're not really, it's not really a big problem. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, we're not going to cancel this one. And then, sure enough, they cancel, like, the next day. Yeah, stupid. It, it's so absolutely ridiculous. Um, but whatever. That, that's that's a double IHF for you. Um, and I don't really have any much. Oh, yes, there's one last thing. Bodie Wild is out with illness for uh, Bastervik. Um Hopefully it's not COVID, because uh, as you all know, he's the one unvaccinated player within the Islanders organization, or at least the Islanders uh, signed to con- signed to Islanders contract. Right, yeah. he's the only player signed to an Islanders contract who was unvaccinated. That's a better way of saying it. Uh, and he's out in Sweden playing in their second tier, and he did not play today because he was ill. So hopefully it's not COVID for his sake, because unvaccinated and COVID is not a good thing. No, obviously not. Um, oh, I mean. I'm not going to speculate on what it is, but just hopefully he's feeling better soon. That's all. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like hopefully he's feeling better soon uh, and he, he gets back there. He was um, slowly moving down their their depth chart. Like the other game, he was their seventh defenseman. He was playing top pair minutes for a while. And now it's been slow, like top pair, second pair, third extra guy. So I, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, what what the deal is with Bodie Wilde and Vastervik and, and what's happening there. So I, I would like to speak to them, but they have not returned any of my emails. Okay, so may, maybe next week. <laughs> maybe next week. So that that's all I've got in terms of down on the farm. All right, quiz time? Let's do it. As we do every week, I have a mystery New York Islander for you, Matt, and you at home to guess. You have five clues to guess who this player is. They get progressively easier as we go. Are you ready, Matt? Let's do it. Clue number one. I was born in 1991. 1991. Okay. Next. Two. I played for the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. Don't know. Next. All right. Three. I've played for five NHL teams now. Five NHL teams. Okay, next. The Isles' first round pick in 2015 was traded to Buffalo in order to get me. 
I'm Hispanic? Incorrect. Okay. So five, last one. I have Long Island in my heart and on my neck. Oh, 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 okay. Robin Leonard. Correct. There we go. I got so. the Buffalo thing made me think of the uh, Molson and Vanek trade. That's where my Yeah, you know went. what? I'm rethinking. I may have got the year wrong. I'm really sorry. I think I got the year wrong. I think I, I mistook for 2016. Okay. I'm just trying to look at it now. Um, and I don't know why it's not coming up here. Like I'm on um, hockey. Uh, it's on Wikipedia, and usually they're really good in terms of uh, trades at the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't really see it. So NHL trade tracker. People at home are gonna kill me about this, hmm. uh, and rightfully so here. But if I do trades by player and I look for Robin Leonard to really figure out what the hell draft pick was given up there, it was a 2015 first round pick. I was right. Okay. But just for some reason couldn't see it, and that that was a draft pick that the um, the Islanders, I believe, gave to the Senators. No. Oh, mm. see, that's where. Yeah, yeah. Buffalo sent the Islanders' first round pick in 2015 to mm. Ottawa that they did get in the the Vanek trade. Okay, so my mind was in the right place, I guess, with this with the Vanek trade. Then. Yeah, we're all over the place here, okay. but yes, you are correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there they picked Colin White 21st overall. There it is. Now I'm seeing it. 21st overall, Colin White went to the Ottawa Senators, which would have belonged to the New York Islanders, but they sent it to Buffalo for Vanek, who sent it to Ottawa for Leonard. Bow. There we go. We figured it out. Finally. <laughs> we got Finally. there, buddy. <laughs> All right, let's go to the social segment. We'll see what's going around on IO's Twitter. What do you have for us, Mitch? Um, first thing, uh, Tristan Lennox was on a podcast recently, uh, and um, he talked about the Islanders' legendary draft quiz. Oh, okay. And, and some of the things that they they talk about, or they ask you, and uh, he had one p- uh, party was talking about like they asked him fractions and to do. I, I I assume compute fractions, and he's like, "What the hell do I do with this? I, I'm not a math person. How do I do like adding, subtracting fractions type of thing?" Yeah, the, the, I we'd be screwed, Mitch. Are you kidding me? We'd yeah, be off the board. I had to recently do it because I'm doing measurements in the house. So like I I retrain my brain to remember how to do that but um off the top like it's been a couple years since i had to do adding subtracting multiplying and even dividing fractions i know i could eventually do it if you give me enough time but uh (laughs) give me some time yeah it's gonna you're gonna see smoke start coming out of my ears as i try to compute it and then he had one more question from them uh where they they asked him if you could rob a bank no one would know you did it um would you do it Oh, an ethical question. Yeah, and obviously the answer is I wouldn't, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I assume like there's no way they're like, wow, we want to see if you're, you know, you can get away with murder type thing. I don't. I just hate those questions because there's an obvious right answer that doesn't really, to me, reveal anything about the person. They just know how to take the test, and what does that say about anyone? Yeah, I don't know. So he also said it took him two hours to do the test and that he's not the only one to say that. That, that, No reflection on Tristan Lennox. That's just, that's honestly how long it takes. Wow. Jesus, man. (laughs) Right? So the Islanders doing their due diligence when it comes to the draft, it seems. Now, does every prospect have to do that or just ones that the Islanders are considering? Well, the ones that the Islanders talk to get that, get it. And like they talk to a lot of them. So like, I'm sure they, they sent it to all of them. And then they get all the answers back, and then they go and check them to see. 
So whoever's entering the draft probably gets the New York Islanders two-hour package there. Who do you think is the poor guy? Maybe that's what Garth Snow is doing. Maybe he's going through and checking, <laughs> checking the answers to these tests. With the answer key, just going through, check, X, check, X. Oh, man. Yeah, maybe. We got to get him to pay off that 10-year contract somehow. Oh, that poor bastard. What do you got, buddy? Um, my first one comes from Fisherman Hockey. Uh, and it says the Isles have seven players in COVID protocol. You know what that means. And it's a picture of the Islanders logo. And then it slowly transitions to the Bridgeport Islanders <laughs> logo. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, that That's exactly what, what's going on right now. It, it really is. Yeah. Um, the other day, um, between the Bridgeport Islanders and Springfield Thunderbirds, it was basically the Railers against the Railers. That, that's the Islanders ECHL squad, the Worcester Railers. I pronounced mm. it right this time. Uh, Spiz will be happy. Um <laughs> There were five players who had recently played for Worcester on the Springfield side and eight who were on the Islanders. So, like, you had 13 players who played for the Worcester Railers, and they only put out 13 skaters in a game. Or, sorry, 16 skaters in a game. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> not not great. Not great. No, things are, going, are not going well at the AHL level either when it comes to COVID. So, yeah. What else we got? Uh, next one here, and this is the last one for me. Uh, it's Leo Komarov mm. playing the piano. We've seen him do it before, but he's like, I guess he found this random piano in Vladivostok when they were playing, when um, when his team was playing out there, and he just kind of like starts playing. I don't know the tune. I've heard the song before, but I can't place it in my head what song he's actually playing there. I think it's, I think it's the John Legend song, right? Isn't it the All of Me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there it I'm is. Pretty sure, that right? makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Anyways, he's playing. He's not even sitting at the bench. He's just kind of like standing in front of it, playing it perfectly. Yeah, he made it look really easy. And smiling away like Uncle Leo does, just living his best life out there in Russia. He's got uh, two points in 16 games for CSR at St. Petersburg. So, like, obviously a good team there. So good job by him. Yeah, good for Leo. He's always having fun out there. Yeah, got to make it work. My last one is from Everyday Isles on Twitter, and it says, On this date in 2018, Matt Barzell scores a natural hat trick as the Isles blank John Tavares in the Toronto Maple Leafs for nothing. Which who? The the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who or? is the? I didn't hear the. I know who the Maple Leafs are. I didn't. I don't know who that first person you said. Oh, okay, John John Tavares, some guy. Never heard of him. Okay, um, yeah, he plays <laughs> for the Maple Leafs, um, but they beat him for for nothing. And then they came to uh, Long Island and Islanders fans were a little bit mean to him. So they had to give him a day of cheering when he got back. National hug, John Tavares day. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely wild what they do there in Toronto. I, I can't believe it. Like, oh, we have to lo- like, it's fine. I like they, they can love their, their captain all they want. Obviously, they have every right to. But like, it, it was not that it was it was late. you don't see that every day from the NHL, but like from an NHL squad, like, or sorry, fan base, like the Islanders. Uh, but like, come on, it wasn't, they didn't actually roast him. Like, it wasn't that bad. Uh, yeah, that was a, it was a little lame, but whatever. Uh, so that was it for us. So before we go, we'll get some plugs in here. 
Uh, wherever you listen to the show, please make sure to subscribe, give a rating and review. That really helps us out. We appreciate all the love and support. You can uh, subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash eyes on aisles. And with that, for $5 a month, you get a post-game podcast for every single game. You get a mailbag show. You get a Discord channel and a great community of Islanders fans over there. It's a blast. You should check it out. Um, on social media, we're on Twitter and Facebook at Eyes on Isles FS on Twitter. Facebook is facebook.com slash Eyes on Isles. I'm Matt O'Leary NY and Mitch is TLO Mitch on Twitter. Uh, and the website, eyesonisles.com for all your New York Islanders needs. That's going to do it for us, Mitch, on this episode. Hopefully, uh, myself and the Islanders are a little bit more healthy next week. God, God willing, everyone's as healthy again. <laughs> That'll do it. I'm Matt O'Leary, he's Mitch Anderson, and we'll catch you next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.